Welcome to today's episode of Between Means and Beans. My name is Nina, and I'm joined by my best friend, partner, and baby daddy, Dayon. And together, we're a couple of 20-something-year-olds just trying to navigate this whole first-time parenting thing. So we're laying it all out there and talking about all the things you wish your parents told you about love, sex, and happiness. So this is part two of our All About Cheating episodes. If you haven't listened to part one, go listen to it. It's the episode right before this. And in that one, we talk about what it's like to be a cheater and like kind of the guilt that you go through. That was mostly Dayon's story. Yeah. And it was an important story to share. So in this one, we're going to be talking about what it's like to get cheated on. And we've both been in this situation and it sucks. <laughs> but the thing is, you hear about this type of story a lot. So we're going to take it one step further and talk about what the healing process was like. We both took very different routes Completely after we different. got cheated on. Yeah. yeah. My healing route was in part one basically yeah basically the way that dayon dealt with it was maybe not the best way to deal with it definitely not you'll want to hear about it in the last episode that we Mm -hmm. did so make sure you listen to that one first and as always i just want to give a quick little reminder that all of these episodes that we do they're all based on our own personal experiences and the reason why we share them is because we feel that they're valuable lessons that we learned that we want to share with you guys but also because it's our truth and it's our story to share and I know that like especially with the last episode it's hard it's hard to listen to because there's a lot of pain not only from Dayon's point of view as being the person that is essentially inflicting pain on somebody else but there's a lot of pain obviously caused to that person and so they are very sensitive subjects but we kind of feel like the greater good of it is that we want to share a story so that you guys are able to relate to our stories and learn from them in the ways Mm -hmm. that we've been able to learn from them so let's start with your story Yeah, so mine starts with my first love, my first girlfriend. This was like fresh out of high school. I started a relationship with a girl that I went to high school with. We dated for about a year and a half and I was going to college at the time. And when I finished college, I was like, wanted to pursue basketball. So I went to Serbia. It was an open-ended ticket. So it was like, either I can be there for six months or if I get signed to a team, like I would want to stay there. And I feel like that's so hard for like a first relationship, long distance. And you're like, when do you even come back? Yeah, I know, right? That's, yeah. So I think there was a lot of insecurity on her part in regards to like, when I'm coming back, am I going to be sleeping with other girls while I'm there? Did you guys talk about it? We did, definitely. Where I was like, I love you. I was like, I really thought that this girl was like my... I was like, I'm going to marry her. All this stuff, right? So I was like, I can see her till the end, basically. Young love in the same time. When I got to Serbia too, I was like constantly sending her photos and just like letting her know that I was thinking about her. And then I noticed her started to get like distant. I actually asked her, I was like, so like, what's going on? I'm saying How long did it take between like when you had left and this happened? I was there for like one month. and her responses were getting a lot shorter and I was like really confused as to why and I was like what's going on and I just threw a question out there like did you find somebody else and she answered she was like yeah I met somebody and she didn't tell me that she slept with him but she was like yeah I met someone that I was interested in and then I was like oh well that I was like really upset and like I said some things in the heat of the moment and then the next day she's like, yeah, I slept with him. And then I was like so hurt by that. And I knew at that point it was it was over. I was so hurt because I never thought she would do that to me. Probably the toughest breakup for me to get over because I was in another country. I couldn't even 
talk to her realistically like couldn't have a face-to-face conversation really the things that were said as well and it was, was it a like lot. an instant breakup at that point yeah she actually ended up like she's still with that other person that she did cheat on me with but yeah that was it was hard for me to get over but i did forgive her when i came back from serbia and i think where i feel like her insecurities came into play is because she also told me that when i left for serbia her mom was like oh how long is he there for and she was like oh at least like six months and her mom immediately said, oh, he's going to find, like, a Serbian wife. And then I guess... It's crazy she... how, like, people can say stuff like that and it really gets into your head. Right? Yeah. It's, well, especially, like, when it's your parents, too, yeah. right? And, and when you're that young, when too. When you're that young, yeah. So when she heard that, she started, like, kind of believing that. And as much as I would try and convince her, otherwise it just... She wouldn't believe it, so... I feel like that situation is kind of like a where you kind of want to hurt somebody before they hurt you and it's like they don't have the opportunity to that is that is actually what she told me she's like i kind of want to like she's like i felt like you were gonna cheat on me and i just wanted to beat you to the punch that's so sad i know right yeah but with first love it's like all of this is so new so you don't really know kind Mm. of what you should do i feel like love at that point is kind of a competition it's like even when like who's gonna say i love you first like i don't want to put my emotions out there because then i might get rejected like Mm -hmm. it's like that fear of rejection even though you're in a relationship and you're in love like that shouldn't exist but i feel like with your first love like that definitely does happen because it's new there's a lot more like little mental games i feel when you're young too right oh yeah because there's like certain things you're like uncertain about so then and you like... just also don't know that much about yourself either mm-hmm. like i think that the older that you get and if you do kind of put in the work to understand who you are in and out of a relationship then it, it, there's a lot more clarity but with your first love it's kind of just like an overwhelming it's just so much emotion that Mm -hmm. is like how do you even how do you share that with another person you're essentially both going through this like wild roller coaster at the same time and you might not always be on the same page Mm -hmm. so now i want to hear about your situation because it is quite different from mine it wasn't your first love it was not my first love like my first love was in high school he was my first boyfriend to my knowledge, we didn't cheat on each other, but the breakup was very messy. So, I mean, there is that. But between my first love and my second love, I think was about like three years. So I spent that time dating other people and I was in college and just learning a lot about myself. And when I did fall in love for the second time, this guy was a lot older than I was. So at that point, I think I was like, 20 and he was 29 so i mean already like there are so many factors that kind of come into play when you're thinking about dating somebody a lot older and this is the first guy that i dated that was a lot older so i was like oh he's such an adult like i've been fucking with all these boys and like this guy is gonna like properly you know like communicate and like take care of me and like all of these things i just I didn't even realize that I associated all these things with age when I really shouldn't have. We dated for a couple of months. We were actually working together. That's how we met. And we spent a lot of time together, just like at work, because it was during the summer, I was like working all the time. So this is the first time I entered a relationship where there was so much like sexual tension. And like, I just thought this was part of growing up and that I thought this is what relationships would be like. And to be fair, like looking back, we really didn't communicate all that much we told each other that we were interested in each other and we would openly be able to talk about sex but past that there were a lot of things looking back now that i feel like i didn't really know about him and it was lacking intimacy in a lot of other realms besides physical so i was actually the first person to say i love you and actually in all of my relationships i'm always (laughs) the person to say i love you first but basically i said it and 
he shared that that's the way that he felt about me and so I think in my mind I just assumed that because we both love each other there are just things that you wouldn't do to each other you mm -hmm. know like we'd had conversations about oh like are you sleeping with other people no I'm not and so in my mind we were exclusive we were in love but he was very adamant about not calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend was he, that a red flag for you I mean there were so many red flags like mm -hmm. now that I look back on it there were so so many and I think that definitely was one of them but at that time he was planning on like moving away I understood it because you, like, justified it yeah because I was like you're moving away you don't want to get attached like you didn't expect this to happen mm -hmm. you know like he was gonna leave within like a month or two every single time that he would pull away or that he would be kind of cold to me which was happening a lot in kind of the last couple months that we were together I would excuse it with oh well he's leaving it's very confusing for him I just made a lot of excuses for him without actually talking to him about it and I didn't realize that I was doing that and I gave him the benefit of the doubt so many times but so many times in our time together I felt like I was going crazy how long were you guys together for? We were together for only a couple of months. It was very like whirlwind kind of. Mm. Like I had known him for quite a while because we worked together, but we didn't start dating. Actually, we didn't even really Seeing date. Each other. Yeah, we like <laughs> didn't start like sleeping together because this is a very different relationship for me. Like he did actually take me on dates and they were all like whirlwind, like super expensive dinners. We would cab everywhere, which was like so great for me because I was like always busting everywhere as a college student. He like took me on a boat this one time. Like it was crazy. Like it was just so different. And it's I think exciting. Yeah, it was really exciting and I got mm -hmm. I just got so caught up in it. It got to a point where I really did feel like he was gaslighting me, but in that moment, I was so in it that I couldn't see it. And I was like, I'm not a crazy person, but you are making me crazy. Like, all of my friends were like, you know, like, are you okay? Because I literally, like, couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, like, I couldn't be a normal person because mm -hmm. he would withdraw himself and then make it seem like, no, I'm not. Like, everything's fine. Like, no, like, you're like everything's perfectly fine between us you have nothing to worry about but you're clearly doing things that are different and you're treating me differently than you did before and like i think that's what really hurt the most is that you you kind of know when somebody is in love with you and the way that they treat you and then when it shifts then now you know what it feels like when they don't love you yeah. you're and left kind of confused as to why yeah and it's like for him to tell me like no you're making all of that up in your head like you're being crazy like that was so confusing for me and it was the first time that it had happened and so mm -hmm. I had a feeling like I had a feeling that something was going on but I really didn't know what it was and it got to a point where I was like I can't do this anymore because you're constantly lying to me you're not being honest with me I'm trying to communicate with you but you're not having it and so actual last straw was that I found out through another friend that he said that he hadn't slept with somebody that like was a good friend of his and then I found out that they actually had slept together. And that was, like, that's very minor. But for me, I was like, you have lied to me about that. And so what else have you lied to me about? And that was the last straw. And I was like, okay, no, I'm ending this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't be made to feel this way when I know that I'm not this type of person. And so for me, it was really painful to walk away from it because he was somebody that I loved. He was somebody that I cared about. And... Like, I realized that I haven't gotten to the cheating part yet, <laughs> but that's the thing. So I ended, I ended it, and as much as it hurt, it, I did also feel a lot of relief because I was like, you like, stood up for whatever you believe in, and you knew that something didn't feel right, and you walked away. And it wasn't until about a week or so later, through a huge course of events, but I ended up finding out that he was actually sleeping with his roommate the entire time that we were together. And him and his roommate had a lot of history, and so it made me 
like I was really like the other woman in the situation, which was very weird for me because I was like, but we were in love. <laughs> you should um, never be a side piece. Yeah, but <laughs> should always be a main thing. But that's the thing is when I found out, it honestly felt like there was so much more clarity and even more relief than it was painful because I knew that something was wrong. Like the overwhelming feeling was that I was so proud of myself for being able to identify like I'm not going to stand for this. I'm not going to allow somebody to make me feel this way. And so I'm going to walk away. And I was just so proud about the fact that I was able to walk away before I even had all the facts. Mm -hmm. You know, like I followed my gut and like that experience was so overwhelmingly positive for me. Like there was so much hurt. And I like, don't get me wrong. Like I cried so much and yeah, I actually I made a YouTube video. I saw video. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw that in the video. I was like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. You were really hurt. I mean, it was, it, that's like one of the earliest videos that I've made and it was how to get over a breakup. And it was, it was that specific breakup. And like, the thing is, you know, like with a breakup, you have good days and you have bad days. And in the middle of it is when I found out that he was sleeping with his roommate and it, it really did help me get over it a lot faster than mm -hmm. I think I would have if I just was left with a lot of questions. So do you do you feel that he was giving you kind of these reasons for you to like run away or like reasons for you to be concerned because... I think so because the way that I found out was actually because me and his roommate had an opportunity and he presented that opportunity for us to basically talk to each other. So it's like almost like he wanted you to know. No, I think he did 100%. Mm -hmm. And like when I did text him afterwards and like we obviously did talk about it like after I found out, he was basically saying that he, one, didn't really feel like he did anything wrong, which was very weird. Um, but also that he wanted me to know and he just like didn't really know how to tell me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it was also kind of weird because the way that he phrased it was almost as if he like had the upper hand because he was manipulating the situation so that I would do something that he would want me to do mm. by finding out. And I was like, this is just stop. <laughs> just stop because it's over and like you do not have the upper hand in any of this. But yeah, no, I definitely do think that he felt really guilty. And it's interesting because when I did notice the shift in his behavior was after we went on a trip together and before we went on the trip and during the trip, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like we're connecting so well. And I just imagined that when we got back to being in Vancouver, that everything would be even better than it was before because we went on this amazing trip together. But that's actually when he started drawing away from me. So I was like, this doesn't make any sense because we had an amazing time. And why are you being more cold to me? Once I found out that he was cheating on me the whole time, or I mean like cheating on both of us. Because, yeah. Because yeah. you said you said that you felt like you were the side piece, Yeah, because right? they, had, they had a longer history than I so did. So he's like emotionally cheating but he on told both her, of you. Yeah, because it's his roommate, he basically told her that, oh, like we're like a little family and like she knew that he was sleeping with other people but she was like I don't want you to tell me who it is mm -hmm. and then when she found out that it was me and we actually did know each other that was like really painful mm -hmm. for her to reconcile with and I think a big part of why I felt better about walking away was also because I was like it feels like their story like they had a longer history than I did and I was like, girl, you need to walk away because, like, this behavior is not okay. And, like, the fact that he would lie to you and hurt you like this, like, her hurt was 
so much more than mine was because she had known him for so much longer she had invested so much in him and it was really painful to kind of see it from all the different angles and he did feel a lot of guilt and that's why after he went on the trip with me and he lied to her about who he was going on this trip with and all these things he felt so guilty that that's why he started to withdraw from me Mm -hmm. and so it made a lot of sense after I got all the facts I was like okay like I wasn't crazy and that was like the biggest like most profound thing for me Mm -hmm. and yeah I mean obviously it did really hurt but at the end like I really just felt like everybody in this situation deserved so much better that it's like I would never want to go back to that situation and so like I could mourn the fact that we had a connection and that I did love him but me crying about it and me being upset about it was never like any indication of I want to go back there because I never wanted to go back there Mm -hmm. Kind of similar to your experience with Mm -hmm. cheating. Like, I think he really just wanted to have his cake and eat it too. Like, he wanted to have both of us in his life. And he really valued her and his relationship with her. Knowing that he, like, didn't want her to be his girlfriend or his everything. Mm -hmm. So he would tell her, like, I love you and we're a little family. And, like, we live together and it's, like, so great. But I'm going to go sleep with these other people. And she was okay with that but then also like me on the flip side being the other person like I was an escape for him I really really was because while we were together he would tell me like oh like she's being so like his roommate is being so annoying like she keeps texting me like all these things so at that point I was just like oh like it's just his roommate is just really needy whatever yeah which is understandable too yeah like roommates can be really upsetting yeah but that's the thing is that I think he was going through a phase in which he was just feeling very distant from her and like wanting to push her away and so then that's why I was an escape for him and then when he realized what he had gone into with having two people being in love with him like oh you know what he actually proposed that we have a threesome on his birthday oh my days oh my god the fact that guys there were so many red flags there were so so many red flags his birthday was when we were still together and he proposed that we had a threesome and I was so taken aback by it and I was like so put off because with I was like roommate? yeah with his roommate oh, and I was like why no. with your roommate also no like but also at this point now knowing what you know now like the word roommate to him was actually girlfriend it was just yeah there were so many red flags and yeah. I should have walked away I'm but that's sorry. the thing guys like if you date somebody that's older especially your first person like don't attribute all these great things to them because in the end like he was more of a fuckboy and he hurt me way more than any of the guys that I messed with that were my age. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I expected him to be grown and I expected him to be an adult, but age really, really doesn't define, no. Even even if they're the same age as you, they could still be like, because a fuckboy is a fuckboy, regardless of the age. You can find somebody that's 20 that's way more grown and mature Mm -hmm. than somebody that's 30 because some people never grow up. I had to learn that the hard way. (laughs) I've seen that just from working at a nightclub. Like even 40 year old men, like they don't got their shit together. (laughs) They might have money, but they don't got their shit together. Yeah. And I guess now we can talk about how we coped with it, because they were very different. Yeah. Very different ways of coping. (laughs) 100%. I feel bad for all the girls that I did end up, like, meeting or talking to after this relationship, because for, like, a long period of time, I only talked about, like, my first love. Like, I was constantly talking about her. Every girl that I met after that was, like, low-key... Were you always comparing them? No, they were, like, low-key my therapist. Like, where (laughs) (laughs) I'd be talking about this stuff and, like, trying to get their opinions on it. But it's, like, it came to a point where they were just, like, can you just please stop? And now it's so cringy, like, just thinking back, like, how much I did talk about it. And to where one girl called me out and was, like, I don't think you're over her. 
And I was like, I am. Like, you know, like, Helen, denial. <laughs> like, I'm over it. But, but I don't think I was at yeah, that point. Yeah, just because you don't want to be with them anymore yeah. doesn't mean that you're over it. Like, getting over somebody is such a long process. Yeah. Because even if you hate them, you're not over them. Mm-hmm. You're still, like, spending energy and emotion on this person, on this situation. Yeah. The tough thing, too, was at, at that time, because, like, I never expected this person to cheat on me, I started looking to other people to, like, understand, like, why people cheat and like why mm. so like a lot of a lot of my friends too were cheating on their girlfriends and that was something that I never thought that I would do so I think like listening to them and their perspectives and like why they do that also like through a lot of hip hop music I was listening to it seemed like to normalize cheating as well and because someone I never expected to cheat on me cheated on me I kind of found a way to normalize it mm-hmm. so going into the next relationships which we talked about in the first part of of cheating was that i i didn't think that there was too much wrong with it i felt like it was it was something that was normal and that people just do did that help you feel less pain about about getting cheated on? yeah because like if if it's normal for you then does that mean that okay like maybe i shouldn't be this upset by it because it's normal a part of it did help because i don't know i felt like this new this new perspective and I thought that it was normal and I thought that it was good. And, and amongst my peers, like I was I was getting a lot of respect, which is very weird. You know, for I'm getting cheated on. No, for for cheating on my current girlfriend. Oh, oh OK, because like, it, it, I don't know, for some reason, like at that current time, like the peers that I had around me, like they were, it was more about like, yo, you get so many girls. And that was like all it was about. And even though like I had someone I really cared for and loved, I was still able to like sleep with other girls and like have them be aware that I'm in a relationship. and I'm not committed to you. Um, but then like, it, I guess it's kind of like a power thing as well. But then the, as the guilt like crept up on me within the second, in the second relationship that I was cheating on, um, when that guilt crept up on me, that's when I realized like none of that was worth it. None of that was worth it. So I feel like the way that I coped with that poor. was, was poor. Yeah. <laughs> One out of 10. Yeah, <laughs> Zero out of 10. Because like what I was going through and the pain that I was feeling, I was doing to other people. It, it, it was stupid. It was definitely like not really well thought out on my part. And I think instead of trying to normalize cheating and just like giving that pain back to other people, I should have found a better way to cope with it. Maybe I should have started a YouTube channel. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> so yeah, so so I saw you did the YouTube video and then what else? What, what are other coping mechanisms? That well, like you? I, I mean, if you watch that video, I spent the first couple of days just crying in my mm-hmm. bed, like just crying so 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 I much. did that as well yeah I mean there's you have to get it out you like can't mm-hmm. I think if you bury it then it's gonna be so much more painful because it's gonna come out eventually so it's either it comes out now or it comes out later and you can't really control when it comes out later so I spent a lot of time crying and my friends were really great they they actually bought me a friendship plant which was so cute they like brought a plant to my house and I was like, oh my god, is this a breakup plan? They're like, it's a friendship plan. Oh, that is the cutest. <laughs> and they were like, they were a really great support system because they just allowed me to be upset and allowed me to be sad. Shout and out Tony, shout out Kate. Yeah. <laughs> shout out Josie. <laughs> I think ultimately what really helped was one, actually having like a mantra and my mantra was always a song so (laughs) this isn't just like when you get cheated on this is like any breakup or any like really really low point in my life i will blast one song on repeat for so long like after my first breakup well so i've had different ones so after my first breakup to get over that i literally listened to the same song for months like earphones in just the same song on loop on loop and that was begging for thread the remix i don't know i forget who does it but that was the song for whatever reason and then with being cheated on 
I found the song Bomo, B-O-M-O. Highly suggest that you guys listen to it, but it's by Tatiana Manoes. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but in that song, Bomo essentially stands for Better On My Own. And yeah, it's super cute. It's a really cute song and it's not incredibly bitter or anything like that, but it just talks about how being in a relationship and deciding to leave or not being in the relationship anymore is just, you know, like, sometimes it's a better choice for you. And I think, like, that was kind of the first time that I really framed a breakup in that Mm -hmm. way, where it was like, this is actually way better for me to be out of this relationship than to be in it. So that song really helped. And I realized that I also really like to invest a lot of energy into finding myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) after I get out of a breakup. And so I was doing a lot of YouTube. So that was like, when me and Kate did our first ever thrift haul on YouTube, that was actually like within that first 30 day period of going through a breakup. And I just spent a lot of energy being like, okay, you were in this relationship where you felt like you lost yourself. So let's find yourself again. Mm -hmm. And that really, really helped me come out of it a lot stronger. And I didn't blame myself for like what happened because I understood that everything that happened was his choice. And me and the other girl, we were just dragged along for the ride and again like I always came back to the fact that I was able to listen to my gut walk away and understand this is my value and I'm not going to compromise that and I think that was so strong and so powerful for me like even if you don't end up being in a situation like that even if you're kind of forced into like being in a breakup because someone cheats on you still knowing that like you deciding to separate yourself from that situation and knowing that you deserve better, like, that is so powerful. Yeah, so going back to actually music, the one that you said reminds me a lot of one that I listen to a lot on repeat. And actually, with every breakup I listen to this song, it's uh, Still Looking by Dom Kennedy. And it, like, kind of gives me, like, that hopeful, like, look of, like, oh, I'm still looking. Like, that one wasn't the one, but I'm still looking, I'll find her. And it's, like, kind of helped me know that, like, there's more people out there and it's like uh, it's I shouldn't fixate on this one that didn't work out and if I just keep looking I'll find it so yeah that that song really helped me and then I also want to mention about how so for instance for me it took a long time to actually get over it so like when I talk about like when into my next relationships and I started cheating and stuff there was many phases to me actually getting over the breakup so for instance we dated for a year and a half and I think it took me two years to fully get over it and it's kind of insane to think that it took that long, but that was my process. For instance, like how you had your friends to help you and stuff. For me, I was in Serbia, so I actually had my mom and my grandma. <laughs> and they actually helped me so much. Cause, really? Like, I was crying in bed so much and like my grandma just like would sit by me and she just like shared shared her words and her like perspective on things and it was really helpful but I mean I was hurting so much it was crazy but I I literally stayed in bed for weeks just crying and like not fully understanding and then like also texting her stuff and like trying to get like more answers that ended up probably hurting me even more did you ever find yourself getting into a place where you would blame yourself or you would compare yourself to the other person that she cheated on you with I couldn't help but get self-conscious and I think there was a lot of things where I was like is he better than me? Like, what does he do better than me? And I would just like, be like constantly asking her these questions that I think- You don't want the answer to. You don't want the answer to because like, I mean, her answer was always like, he's different. Like that's all it was. And I was just like constantly just like digging for more answers and all she really, and I respect her for saying that. She just kept saying he's different. Like, not to say that he's better or worse than me or anything. It's just, it was different. But that's the thing is that when you start asking questions like that, like, it's just gonna cause you pain. Because, like, the thing is, like, at the end of the day, you should never have to or feel like you have to change yourself Mm -hmm. for somebody else. 
and like when you start asking like oh like what can I do better like oh like should I have I don't know texted you more like showed you that I loved you more like all these things it's, it's never about you and it's never your fault I mean it took me a while to realize so horrible to say but I realized that after cheating on people and then I realized that it's not about them it's about me it kind of brought clarity in a really weird roundabout way that she only cheated on me because of her own insecurities as well because of like of her fear right and it had nothing to do with me yeah because as much i tried as much as i can to like have her be secure in our relationship and have her know that i would never cheat on her but yet there's only so much you can there's do there's only so much you can do because yeah. it's not up to me yeah it's not me so and i and i realized that because i ended up hurting other people and it wasn't anything that they could have done it yeah. was just me and i think like once you understand that it makes it a lot easier to not be hard on yourself because mm-hmm. you shouldn't and i like i definitely went through that phase where with her roommate my instant reaction was just like we're in this together like he did us both dirty but there definitely were times where it crossed my mind where i was like why was i not enough like why couldn't you leave her and like mm-hmm. be with me and then i would catch myself and be like i don't even want him so <laughs> <That'd> <laughs> go. yeah but i mean you can't help but compare yourself to the other person and wonder yeah. what you could have done differently like why you weren't worthy of all of that love you know like why did he need somebody else it's hard like you're gonna go through all those phases and i think you have to allow yourself to but the process of beginning to pick yourself back up again was very different for the both of us but for me like what really did help was tapping into who i was again because i was like you lost that and somebody else made you feel very vulnerable and i mean he was gaslighting me and so I was really confused as to what my perception of reality was, like what is real and what isn't. And so I had to refine all of that for myself and going through that process and starting my YouTube and like having that take off, like all of that was like, it's crazy. People always ask me like, how, how did you like come about like starting your YouTube? And to be fair, I had it beforehand. I just like really didn't do anything with it. And it really was being in a situation where I was like, you need to find yourself. You need to do what it is that you love. Like, and just reclaim that part of yourself. And mm-hmm. that's what really pushed me to start this whole YouTube social media career. And it's so crazy because it came out of like a really bad breakup, essentially. Mm-hmm. But I think it took me a lot less time than I really anticipated to get over it. Like with my first breakup, there was no cheating involved, but it did take me two years to really fully get over it. Whereas with this one, I would still be angry about it if somebody talked to me about it. So. In total, it probably was like a year, year and a half. But after like 30 days, I really felt like, okay, like I'm good. I moved on. Like that first initial phase happened so quickly, which I wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. at all. So for me, I was in Serbia and I got like, so once I slept with the first girl, I kind of like thought I was over it. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then I found myself, like, talking about her to her. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then, like... Just kidding. Yeah, but I think it was, like, more about, like, me gaining my self-confidence back. And that's through, like, hitting on girls and, like, going to the clubs with the boys and stuff. And, and like, trying to yeah, get Yeah, going out, meeting me new people. Meeting yeah. new people really, really does help, too. It did. It definitely helped a lot to meet new people. And, and there's something new that you can learn from each person, which was, like, really, really nice. And I felt like even if I knew that person wasn't the one for me like I knew that I would learn something valuable and I Mm -hmm. felt like like I'm a big believer in fate and I feel like everything that happens in your life is for a reason everyone is placed in your life for a reason and and even if it doesn't work out there's something valuable to be learned in each experience that's very true actually after I got cheated on coming out of this whole situation really solidified for me that I personally believe that you can have multiple soulmates in your life and they can be friends they can be romantic 
people that come in and out of your life and some stay longer and some stay for not so long but yeah like that you learn something from every person that walks into your life and so that really allowed me to let go a lot easier because mm-hmm. even though he caused me pain he taught me so much about myself about relationships about everything mm-hmm. and so it's hard it's cuz it's like i couldn't really be that upset with him because i grew so much from that situation and i did love him and like i'm not going to look back and be like oh yeah no like i didn't like i did i think that if i didn't have that situation i wouldn't be where i am right now and so it's almost like i think after having a situation like that it's almost as if i welcome hurt and i welcome pain like i want to welcome every spectrum and every emotion that you can possibly go through because it teaches you so much. 100%. And like yeah, with soulmates it's like he definitely was one of them. Like we obviously were attracted to each other for a reason, but he just wasn't meant to stay in my life for a long time. He was mm-hmm. meant to teach me something about myself and he did that. And that's a great outlook because like yeah, even for for me when I came back from Serbia and I came back to grab my things from from the first girlfriend that cheated on me, I I straight up just came in and told her like I forgive you like I'm actually so grateful for everything that happened I I learned so much because I met a lot of people I had great experiences which I felt like I wouldn't be able to do if I was like in a long distance relationship with her because I think there would be a lot of guilt a lot of like communication a lot of like I miss you and I just want to come home whereas like because she cheated on me because we ended it I felt more like okay I can give my all to like playing basketball because if I stay I won't feel guilty. Because like I'm alone, like I'm in this for myself. So, it sucks to get cheated on, but all that stuff did happen for a reason, you know. There's so, always a silver lining. There is, yeah. There's always every cloud has a silver lining. Every cloud, as, yeah. As that Nina is also, loves to say. That is also when I decided that's what I want to get tattooed on myself. Oh, no. Don't, don't tell my yet, mom. But... Don't tell my mom. Um, but yeah, so I think now's a good time for us to move into some questions that were asked on our Instagram. Yes. yes. So the first question that we have is how do you deal with trust issues in your next relationship and the fear of being cheated on in your next relationship? Wow. See, that's tough because my mind was like the trauma of her telling me that I just wanted to beat you to the punch maybe carried on into my next relationship because that's kind of what I did. So so don't deal with it the way that don't deal with it the way that I dealt with it because that could be also like trust issues still. So that me is cheating, 100% still trust issues. Yeah, so me cheating on the person that I loved was as a trust issue and how I dealt with it, which is horrible. Because they didn't cheat on me. I was just being a dickhead. And I actually have the ick. Like, after the first, after we fil- recorded the first part, I had such the ick on myself. Oh, man, for like a couple days. I mean, it always happens, but it was pretty heavy this oh, time. Man, I was, yeah, I'm like just so disgusted by my actions. And like, as I start talking about it, I like relive all those things that I did. And being in a position that I am now, like really seeing it in my own head, I was just like so disgusted by it. So I was like, how could I have done all of that? So do you feel like now that you've moved on from that that you don't have trust issues and that you don't have a fear that you would be cheated on in your relationship like how do you feel secure now yeah i think for me it's just communication just like really talking about it and just trust it's plain and simple just trusting the other person that's yeah you just have to learn to trust really, again it's all it comes down to yeah just learning to trust again and i think it kind of goes hand in hand with like meeting more people because when i started to meet more people i was like everyone is different you know like just because i date another 29 year old doesn't mean they're gonna cheat on me you know like and Mm -hmm. i think that when you 
are not dating as much and you have quite limited experience, then it, it gets very fearful to be like, oh, you're going to be just like the last one, mm. you know? But like, That's a I, great point. yeah, it's like it's I met re- so many people that I was like, everyone's so different. Like you can't like, just cause you look like my ex or yeah, like, yeah. just because you like have similar behaviors or you're the same age, like doesn't mean you're going to treat me the same way. And you like just have Usher to learn. Song. Yeah. Like, you remind <laughs> me of a girl that I once knew. No, <laughs> But that's the thing, you just have to learn to trust again. And and as much as it sucks and it hurts and it's a painful process, like, there isn't anything else you can do. Because like we were saying, like, you can be in the most secure relationship. Your partner could be amazing. And they, like, you literally have no reason to not trust them. But you still might not. And that's just, yeah, like, that's just on you. You have to be able to trust again. And Mm -hmm. that's something that you have to nurture within yourself and understand that not everybody is going to hurt you like that. And if they do walk away and I think for me like that's why I am kind of like cut and dry about it I know that I mentioned in the last episode that like emotional cheating would be more painful than physical cheating but even if you did either of those things I think that because of what I went through I would be very like nope that's not what I deserve I'm walking away you just have to be able to trust up until that point like trust until they give you reason to doubt them but do look after the red flags <laughs> do look yeah no uh, if they're 100%. presenting the same red flags <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. but like and if there are concerns like express that communicate that and then mm-hmm. work around that i don't think snooping through the phone is a way to build trust because that actually just like adds no. to your like insecurities i really think it's just like transparent communication yeah i think like for me it was just i i very very easily went back into trusting people and i am just a very trusting person in general and i made it very clear to myself that this will not change who i am and that was also tied in with the whole like him making me forget who i was was i was like i'm not going to compromise who i am i'm not going to let this break me i'm not going to let this make me a really skeptical like untrustworthy like person i don't want to be that and i will Mm. not allow him the power to change me into that person and i love the fact that i'm very trusting but the thing is like it made me very smart to see like okay what are the red flags and if you see them listen to your gut and walk away and i think having the confidence in myself to know that if i was put in that situation i could do it again was very powerful for me but i i was like i'm not going to shut down and not let people back in because that's a part of me that i really love about myself mm-hmm. and so yeah for me like i really was just like i, I don't want to change that about myself like you can trust people but be very weary and walk away when it's not right and like that, that way you still have the upper hand <laughs> yeah i like how you said like not giving the other person the power to change you oh 100 really yeah because, because like it's important to stay yourself and i feel like if you still have trust issues based on what somebody else did to you like that could be that you're just not fully over the situation and there's some other things you might need to consider because taking that type of baggage into your next relationship doesn't help it like kind of mm-hmm. hinders the relationship kind of just puts a puts pressure on it that is unneeded i feel well it's hard personally. because it's like if you go into your next relationship where you know like it's fine and dandy they're not giving you any reason to not trust them but you automatically don't trust them just based on your past experiences like that's not fair to mm-hmm. the other person and already like it sets a precedent and i mean it's also like trust isn't just in romantic relationships like having trust issues can exist in your friendships in your family relationships so if you do have really really aggressive trust issues and you have walls up like you might want to look at all the other relationships in your life and maybe if it's stemming from something else and it is something that you just do have to work on and it takes time it takes a lot of time and a lot of like communication with yourself to be able to break down those walls for some reason i keep thinking about 
a box of tissues that say trust tissues on it <laughs> i think that'd be so sick so yeah like even with trust issues there are some moments in our relationship where trust issues do come out so yeah that's i think kind just of like home. because me knowing your history and what you are capable of doing like i know that you've grown and changed a lot from that time in your life but mm -hmm. just the fact that you were capable of cheating on somebody that you loved it definitely sometimes when i do see behaviors where i'm like hmm could this develop into something more could this develop into him actually taking action and cheating on me then that's when i get really scared yeah. and it probably does also stem from the fact that i mean obviously like I was cheated on so i'm very well aware that like people are capable of that even if they love you i would say that i don't generally have trust issues in our relationship but it's just when every now and then you might be having a, a prolonged conversation with somebody you know via dms or something like and i know that it's innocent and usually it's like people that you're connecting with through creativity and stuff like that but every now and then i'm like mm, i don't know how i feel about that but i am very vocal about which is, which is important yeah like i'm not just like hmm, i'm gonna sit here and just mull over it and be upset like i made that mistake in like july august of last year and i did tell you about it but then we kind of brushed through it so quickly that i didn't really get to share how it really made me feel mm -hmm. and then it ended up being an issue for months to come and it really wasn't until a total of about four months that we really hashed it out and it was like me making a bed frame and being so angry oh goodness, and you were like let me that. help you and i was like no <laughs> don't touch me but like it just it yeah. manifested itself in ways that i couldn't control like mm -hmm. and that's the thing is i kept telling myself like no, no no it's fine it's fine it's fine we talked about it it's fine but then it was still there and so then it came out in really ugly ways a lot later and so even though i'm very vocal about communicating like this doesn't make me happy i don't mm. like this i needed to be even more communicative and tell you like okay we need to sit down and actually talk about this and hash it all the way out because it's not going to go away yeah and like now i'm a lot better at being like yeah no i'm going to shut that down like right now because i know like from our experience i know that it's not going to go away and mm -hmm. I, I didn't enjoy that at all because a, a couple of those months were kind of like the worst those, months that we've yeah, had in our relationship rough for sure because yeah like we really had to talk about everything and it was really real when you even kind of said that if this continues like you will leave because it yeah, is yeah it got to a point where i was like i'm yeah. gonna leave because i was like i'm not putting i'm not standing up for this yeah and like i just have to respect that because like at, at the moment of time like i didn't realize like what i was doing wrong because my intent was different but i didn't realize how my intentions were being misconstrued and in the way that you saw it and i needed to respect that and i think when you initially brought it up to me i didn't fully like take it all in and then I add it to the situation. Well, you just like making excuses. And I'm like, I know you better than that. Yeah. And I know that whenever... I get defensive. Yeah, you get really defensive. And I'm very good at knowing what your true intentions are. And when you're saying things just because you feel like you're being attacked. And I think that was also a big part of our issue too that we had to work through was me being able to present a conversation and you not feel attacked. And it's just a, a defense mechanism. Well, yeah, I got to protect myself. Yeah, you know? but that's the thing is it doesn't... It doesn't, it doesn't help to the yeah, situation, yeah. It doesn't help because we're not having an honest conversation. Yeah, at that it's point. Just, at when that I point, start feeling attacked, it's hard for us to have a, like, yeah. a genuine, like, because actually solving just... a situation. Yeah, it's more of, like, me just defending myself and that And then we get nowhere. nowhere. Yeah, yeah we, we get nowhere with so, that. So, I mean, how, how do we bring this back to, like, about trust issues? I think, yeah, like, it's just, it was all communication for us. Yeah. Like, it was just about talking about it. Like, so much communication. Shedding light to it. Yeah, and it wasn't easy. Definitely is never 
like don't just expect that like oh if you talk about it it's over and it's yeah. done and it's easy it's really not there's a lot that goes into it but well like that's that. the thing is that my default setting is not to have trust issues in general like the majority of our relationship it's great like i don't ever think that you would do anything to hurt me or cheat on me whatever but it's only when i see red flags and yeah. that's when i like find that it's really important that you speak up because it, it either continues because your partner is unaware of how it's affecting you and if it does continue even after you have the conversation that's when i would have walked away like if he was unable to see where i was coming from and be like well i don't think i need to change my behavior and continue engaging in conversations that he yeah. knows he shouldn't be and sometimes like when... with with us having those type of conversations and like in a relationship it can bring out like other deep-rooted things as to like maybe why I was acting or your partner was acting in that way. Yeah, I think a lot of it is really trying to listen mm -hmm. to your partner. That's the best when you can have that real transparency where it's like you're not afraid to tell the other person how you're feeling and the other person is, is there to completely listen and vice versa and be able to like offer that for each yeah. other. It's more about communicating to understand more than trying to be understood. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what usually when you're having like arguments and conversations like that like you're just trying to be understood because you don't feel understood it makes it really hard for you to understand the other person and i think like and that you, goes with everything everything like, even with friendships and stuff like it's a good life lesson to be to under, yeah when you're fighting to be understood it's not worth it because <laughs> yeah. there's always people that just won't understand you and there's always situations where you won't be understood fully and you just gotta like move on so yeah but, i mean um, the main takeaway from this is like don't have default trust issues yeah but a hundred percent when something is being triggered or if somebody is presenting red flags to you communicate it if that person is unwilling to budge on like how they feel about things and listen to you then that's when you might want to consider walking away yeah because like yeah don't bring the past too much into situations don't bring your past or like the past within our relationship like it's best to just once you hash it out, leave it at that. Exactly, yeah. So that's all I can really say on that. So the next question is, how do you rebuild the relationship after cheating and convince your family that it's a good choice for you? Oh, like getting yeah, back so like, together with the person Yeah, that so like, I guess this person got cheated on and they're deciding to work through it. Mm. And obviously your family wants what's best for you, so they're probably like, you should leave. <laughs> But what, what that makes me think of is Beyonce talking to Solange about it. Because like, <laughs> Solange beat up Jay-Z in the elevator because he was a cheater. And then she made lemonade. So how did she get through it? I mean, that's the thing is that it's possible. Like, we talked about this yeah. in the last episode, too. Like, it's possible to work through it and there's no right or wrong. Like, I like that's why sometimes people DM me with, like, their relationship issues. And I'm like, I don't really know how to give you advice because, like you're telling me all these things, but I don't know the nuances of your relationship. Mm -hmm. Nobody, nobody, not even your friends, your family, even if they've been through it with you, nobody knows the nuances of your relationship besides the two of you. I think that if it didn't happen in conjunction with it also being like an abusive relationship, like if this person did it to intentionally hurt you, or if there's also like other b abusive behaviors at play, in that situation, I would say probably walk away because there's a lot of other issues here. But I think that in a situation where, you know, like maybe it just happened one time, that's something that you can work through and it's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard. Mm -hmm. But I think if the two of you want to work through that and believe that you can come out of it stronger, then like, why not? I think that when it comes to family, it's so hard because I'm really just the type of person where I'm like, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that you should just do what you want to do. And even Trust if your, your family, judgment. yeah, like even if your family's like, you should leave them, like it's not going to end well. 
and then say it doesn't end well, like it doesn't mean that you didn't give it your best shot and that you shouldn't have done that because you might learn really valuable things from trying to work through it. It's so hard because every family is so different and family can be really frustrating, but at the end of the day, like they should just want what's best for you. So at the end of the day, you should never blame yourself for getting cheated on. I think that's like the most important takeaway is that it usually isn't about you and blaming yourself is only gonna inflict more pain on yourself and you don't need that, you don't deserve that. And you can come out of it a lot stronger. And I think, like, you have to allow the pain to really set in. Like, don't try and push it away because it is there and it's going to come out at some point and you're going to want to be in control of it. So, like, allow yourself to cry. Allow yourself to be angry. Like, whatever process it is that you need to go through Mm -hmm. to let it all out. But realize that, like, this will only make you stronger. Like, honestly, it's so fucking cheesy. But what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It is so 100% true. Being cheated on was one of the best things that happened to me because I was able to refine who I was and what was important to me and know that I could stand up for myself and I could walk away from a situation that didn't resonate with me anymore. Mm -hmm. And like, I didn't know that I was capable of that before. And like, that was so incredible for me to discover. So as much as it really, really, really sucked to get cheated on, like, I am forever grateful for that experience. And do I want it to happen again? No. (laughs) But I know (laughs) that... But, like, that's the thing is that I know that I have the skills and I know that I have the strength to walk away from that situation and become even stronger. And I think that that could happen for anybody. Put your head up high, carry on into the next relationship, and things will get better. Only change for the better because, I mean, in my situation, I kind of let that get to me and change me in a way that I, I inflicted pain on other people. And I wish it wasn't that way. Don't let the person change who you are and make you very skeptical of other people in the future because it really only perpetuates hurt on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, don't give them that power. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, download, rate us. And we love hearing what you guys think about the podcast and just reflecting with us. So always feel free to DM us. You can DM me at your girl Neens. I'm Dan's day off. And we also have our podcast Instagram at Neens and Deans. So yeah, we love hearing your thoughts and just how you guys were able to connect with us. And we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.